Welcome to episode 154 of the Thunder Underground podcast. I'm Trent, this is Jason, and this week we've got three of the members of Claim Your Enemy. Yes, we do. Back for a third time. Yep, our good buddies. Yes. Actually, Travis the drummer is back for his third time. Devin's back for his second time. And Jade is making his first appearance. Yes. So we've had him on a couple times previously in different incarnations. The first time was episode 69 with the full W Adore band. And then episode 120 was with Travis and Devin. Mm-hmm. And that was, I believe, still where they, they were. It was right before the transition to Claim Your Enemy, I think. Yeah, I think so. And then now. Now we're in it full bore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here we are. We got. The three of them came out and talked to us for a lengthy interview. Yeah. We're going to get to that here shortly. They uh, they got to the house a little bit before you did. They got to watch <laughs> my dog pee on the floor. That's right. I forgot about that. I mean, that. it was just a great night. It was. And then after, <laughs> after this interview, which, you know, the recorded part is like an hour and 45 minutes, and then we still hung out way longer than that. Yeah. And then after that, we went into Tulsa and saw... Driver perform and then grind perform, mm-hmm. and they went with us as well. So yeah, it was, it was great. a good, nice Saturday with the the guys from Claim Your Enemy. But before we get to that, you wanted to, we need to mention that we were going to yes Black Label Society this Friday with a very great triple bill, including Crozen Conformity and I Hate God. Yeah, and unfortunately, this show as long as well as at least three others I know of, I think maybe it's five total now, have been canceled. And for Black Lives Society to be canceling five shows, at first I was like, oh, well, I've seen them, I'll see them again. But then you think about that, yeah. that's not common, you know, for Zach to be canceling shows. So yeah. I'm kind of, it's kind of scary, but I hope it's just something like the flu and not something like severe. I don't think they really said it, have they? Uh, or, no, but I just saw an Instagram post from a little bit ago and he said he was sorry to all the chapters that are getting canceled on. Okay. And that he's taking his... uh uh, uterus crushing steroids or however it is he always goes into all that right you know uh the hymen penetrating steroids of doom and all those words and right. phrases he loves to use um as only zach could uh and he did that and you know said that they'll be back soon so you know and and you know not to get off too off topic but the shit's going around man everyone's fucking getting sick yeah so it's that time of year and you know shit happens yeah. I just, uh, you know, I might look happy with my beer right now, but a little bit ago I was fucking down in some Alka-Seltzer a little bit ago. Right. So it's going around. Yeah. Well, of course, hopefully he gets back on track soon and they're going to reschedule all these dates. And I just hope that somehow it works out that COC and I hate God's long for the ride. I know a lot of times when they reschedule stuff, the openers yeah, can't it gets kinda... accommodate because they've got other stuff going on. That's but right. I saw in a post yesterday that COC said that there's a good chance they will be with them at their made-up dates. So Good, cool, cool. Let's hope it happens. And if you're in the Missouri or even Oklahoma area, COC is actually using Friday night to do a show in Springfield now. And I hate God's with them. Mm-hmm. It's a headline gig, so get out there if you can. And speaking of COC... Their album, No Cross, No Crown, comes out tomorrow. Yes. And we were fortunate enough to get an advanced copy. And as a huge fan of this band, I am i wasn't blown away like mm-hmm. I was with some of the albums, but I was extremely happy. 
Really? You know, I mean, I like everything I heard, but wow. it, it wasn't like one shot where I thought, holy shit, this is as good as, you know, <laughs> Wise Bud or Deliverance or American's Volume Dealer or yeah. whatever. But I, I love what I heard. And I'm sure after three or four more listens, I'm going to be like, this is the greatest album of 2018. Yeah. You know, it's two weeks in 2018, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I got, I, I, I damn near got the whole thing done. I need to listen to it again all the way through. Um, work was kind of crazy yesterday. So I kind of got, you know, I got most of it in and I, I was really impressed. I really like how they kind of went back to, you know, the first, uh, you know, first, couple of albums with pepper where they kind of have the little interludes right that was cool um and, and you know everything that i heard so far you know stands stands right up there with the rest of it um and uh i know once i dig deeper into this thing i'll, I'll love it even more so it's already going to be my top five right i can already tell you that along with machine head and who knows yeah and and saxon fucking <laughs> saxon and fucking uh Jesus Christ, what else is coming out, you know? Something we're forgetting. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, there's, <laughs> after one listen, there was at least four songs that I thought, well, this could have easily been on Wise Blood. Mm-hmm. You know, this could have, you know, and not be a B-side, like, that's yeah. how good it was. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure after we delve into this more, we'll bring a full review in our next episode. But until then, yep. you got anything else we want to talk about? Uh, nah, just, you know, it was, uh, you know... Sucks that it got canceled, but you know, it is what it is, right? Yeah, so this Friday night in Tulsa, they're airing a that's right, that's right, this documentary at Circle Cinema, which is a documentary about the Sex Pistols and their show at the Canes Ballroom. And this Friday is actually the 40th anniversary, January 12th, 1978, was the day they played Tulsa, but more importantly than that is after the show, mm-hmm. after the film, I mean, there's an after party at the Beehive Lounge, which is directly across the street from the Circle Cinema. Okay. And there's a band called the Sex Rifles performing <laughs> a full set of covers. I don't know if they're doing the exact set that Sex Pistols did at the Canes or if they're just doing Sex Pistols songs or what, but it includes Chad Malone and Terry Waska. Yes. And I should have, I can't remember the other names, do you? If not, that should be enough to get you there anyway. Yes, Definitely. So, if you're into punk, this is definitely a must-see show because Chad Malone is like the punk lord of Tulsa. I'll yes. say it. <laughs> it's the truth. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, get, get out to the show. I, you know, we're, we're kind of we're thinking about going, so. Yeah, now that know. we're not going to the COC. Exactly, thing. yeah. Well, because I remember when they announced this, I was like, fuck, I'd really like to see that. And I was like, well, shit, it's on, I'm going to be out of town, but. Now we're not going to be out of town anymore. Definitely. So, I don't know. I, th- I think we just made plans. Did we just make plans, Trent? Oh, we did. <laughs> right here in front of everybody. Oh, man. <laughs> That's not the worst thing we've done in front of people. That's true. But, and, anyways. And it won't be the last no, worst thing, yeah, or whatever, yeah, however you want to say that. Yeah, they'll, they'll, unfortunately, there'll be many more. <laughs> we're fucking heathens. Right. Well, in the meantime, you need to go to thethunderground.com. All our social media is on there. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. What am I forgetting? YouTube. Follow us and like us on all those things. And then go to iTunes. Even if you're not listening on iTunes, go there and give us a review. Like episodes, whatever. Same thing if you're listening on TuneIn or SoundCloud, whatever. Like the episode. Like it on Facebook. 
it all helps spread our word. Yes, definitely. So to speak. <laughs> well, let's get into this. We've got Travis D. Davis, the drummer, Devin LaCour, the vocalist, and Jade Martin, the bassist. That's right. Of Claim Your Enemy. Every one of you are going to be put on the spot, especially you. (laughs) He has a very somber way of talking. So, like, if we're in the car or something, and he—it's like he's oblivious. He'll stare as he's driving, and I know he's talking to me because I can see him (laughs) looking at me, but I can't hear Dickie saying. We always got the radio full blast. It might happen. (laughs) No, don't kid, please. You got to scream over the radio at all times. It's all the way it's legal. And it's funny because, like, and you guys will know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, whenever you listen to a podcast, or I'm sure when you guys host a podcast, you'll have that one guy in the band who talks really, really softly, and all the other guys are real loud or whatever, and yeah. then you hear him and he's like, blah, blah, blah. and that's what it was like when we did the, uh, what was it, the Dr. Jeffrey and the Madman. Yeah. He, would, he would say something, and I'm me, so I'm loud. I'm loud, and he's loud, and then he'd say something, and it sounded like he was sitting in a different room. <laughs> well, we've done that with bands, and then half the time, the guy with the quietest voice will be setting the furthest from the mic. Mm-hmm. Luckily. So good, you're right here. Or end up being the singer. I'm, we'll pick you up good, right. don't worry. I'm going to keep giving him shit, and he's going to lock up on me. Anyway. <laughs> right. But I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to say shit. <laughs> hey, well, that first time, this was before you, know, you guys in the band, we had to, like, Coax Rep to even say anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be any different now. Yeah. yeah. He might chime in. It's funny when I think it was uh, Bands Against him. Bully. <laughs> yeah. Bands Against Bully. And they did like this live deal with us when they were asking us questions. And Rhett, the only thing he said the entirety of the time was like, I'm Rhett Bobby and I play the get field. <laughs> I was like, that was it. No, hey, that'll work. Still have that video. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty great. He's he's a he's a funny cat, man. But man, he'll bang his head on stage. There he rocks yeah. out. He rests just a quiet farmer, man. It's all right. Raises his cows and stuff. You know, he's, he's, he's yeah, he's yeah. he's a father from. I ain't gonna say rock star because he's rock star, but it's like he you know he he likes to go to shows and rock out, but but if he ain't doing that, he's messing with his cows and, you know, constantly being a farmer and trying to make the ranch work, you know? Yeah, it's funny, all day at work, because he's got longer hair, but he wears a ball cap. It's so all day at work, you don't even know he has longer hair, it'll be under his hat. Oh, no. He'll have long that, sleeves. That happened to me, because when I, when I first joined, I might have already talked about this, I don't remember, but whenever um, I first saw their post, the very first day that I went out there to, like, you know, try out or whatever, um, Rhett was wearing a long sleeve shirt and a ball cap. And I was like, all right, whatever. So do the whole little deal and sang the song with him that I know I'd wrote, written to and whatever and uh, left. And then the next time, you know, they had offered me the spot. So I came back to practice the next time and he was dressed the same way, long shirt. But we had gone outside to smoke and he didn't go with us. And I go back in and he has taken the long, sh- long sleeve shirt off and taken his hat off. I was like, who in the fuck? How did this happen? Because he's got those tattoos mm-hmm. and his long hair, 
I didn't even I thought it was a completely like different person. Like he's stepping in the phone booth real quick. I was like, are, yeah. are y'all replacing the guitarist too? What's going on? <laughs> Everybody recognizes Brian from his beard. Yeah. yeah. Brian's a he's he's like that's a guitar player too. <laughs> well, by the time this airs, you guys will be on a break. Yeah. Yeah. I won't even really get to listen to it. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, are you so I mean you're completely out of commission for several months, right? Yep. You want to talk about that, or is that? Is uh, no, that's thing? fine. Okay. Um, so I joined the Army National Guard, and I ship out January second, and I couldn't really get a direct answer on exactly how long I'll be gone. But I'll be gone because I'll do all of it together. So you've got your basic training, and then after you graduate basic training, you do tech school. So I'll go do basic training January to like. March or something, and then and it might not be that. I don't know. I don't want to do math, but and then from that time till probably like early mid May, I'll be in tech school, and then I'll get out and come back home. Wow. So that's kind of one of the reasons that I went National Guard because the military is something that I've always wanted to do, and whenever I got out of high school, I just I couldn't. So I basically I've tried. See, I tried the Navy when I first got out of high school, and then I decided to go ahead and go to college, and then I had gotten even more involved in music, so I was like, well, if I join the military, I can't do music, and I don't want to do that, so I basically put it off, and um, so I was working at the jail in Muskogee, and there's a guy there who's in the National Guard, and he's... I don't know, like, he, he's a musician. I just don't think he plays out. I don't think he has a band or anything, but he uh, he's a guitar player, and he puts a lot of stuff up on YouTube, and he was talking to me about that. And I guess now I know, like, for the National Guard, I'll basically have one weekend a month where I have to do drill. So other than that, I mean, I'm... I'm I'm like everybody else. I'm home. I have a job or school or whatever. I work. I play music. And it's not the same as if I would have gone active duty and had to have, you know, been sent to a duty station somewhere else for, you know, the entirety of my time in. So I decided to go that route. That way I didn't have to stop doing music. Plus, I'm cool with the break. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie. I mean, you are, but like, okay. But I'm still going to be busy. Yeah. I was going to say... I think personally, yeah, at first I wasn't. I was like, the thing, the thing that freaks me out about <laughs> it is that, you know, first of all, I'm, I'm not really horribly sentimental, so I wasn't really worried about like missing people. But as it's gotten closer, it's like, oh shit, I'm about to, I'm about to have a hard time. Like, you mm-hmm. know, there's a few people in my life that I really don't want to go close to six months without seeing, and so that's hard. And then. Just the idea of, I haven't had a break this long of not doing anything musically related at all for 10 years or more, and that that's really blowing my mind. Cause that's kind of where I'm like setting at too. I'm like, man, I've been kind of, I mean, going from playing Red Dirt and stuff into Travis to the and the devil your door and it's all taking up quite a few years space and I'm like so once I, I kind of got past the well I get to get a break man you know what I mean so it kind of sunk in that wow this is actually 
welcomed, you mm-hmm. know. I don't know, like. I mean, it, it sucks to not be playing shows. We love to play shows and we love to jam. I was also, too, to have a break. Like, what are you, Jade, Brian, Brett? Are you guys going to still jam on occasion? Oh, yeah. We'll probably jam two or three times a month and just write all new stuff. Which is exciting for me because that's like, I, one of my, I'm kind of weird. I mean, I guess it's not weird. Maybe a lot of people are like this, but one of my favorite things about music is the construction of the song itself, whether it's, you know, in the structure or just lyrically sitting down and, you know, getting a certain feeling from the music, being hit by an idea and then starting to put the words together and try to make sense of, because I don't necessarily, when I, when I sit down to write a song, I don't always necessarily have like a word that comes to my mind. If that makes sense. Sometimes it's more of like, okay, so this is how I feel. And then trying to somehow put words to this feeling. And that that process of kind of worming through everything and, and figuring it out and then presenting it, you know, obviously first to them, that's, that's one of my favorite things. And then, you know, then eventually playing that for other people. That whole process right there is my absolute favorite thing about music. And so, cause see, like his, when he, when he, he'll have to do like a certain amount of period where you won't hear from him. Was it like a couple months, two, three months or whatever? And then he'll probably have access when he goes to like that tech school to have, where we can get back into communication with one another so we can send him stuff of what we've been jamming on, like mm-hmm. junk footage or whatever. He can hear through the DM and know what's going on. You know, um, so. But do you like to write like that? Like here, develop songs before you write lyrics to it? Uh, sometimes. I think it depends on, and I guess it's hard because, you know, if I'm the only one listening to it at that time, it's just my opinion. I don't have the other guys there with me being like, well, because I'm, I'm a really big structure person. When I, when I hear a song, because I, I mean... I don't hear instrumentals as instrumentals. If I listen, like, even if it's somebody else's instrumental, if I'm listening to it, I'm hearing melodies and lyrics and things like that. I never hear it that way. And so sometimes, to me, the structure is not complete or it needs, you know, I have some suggestions on fine-tuning different things and maybe rearranging something or adding something or whatever the case may be. So usually what happens with that, and we've had a couple songs like that where they've either they had already written it at a different time and then uh, I'll get a recording of it and listen to it and then as the melodies start to come about and the lyrics start to come about I'll be like okay well this section here would be really cool if it was a breakdown or whatever the case may be so it's not I mean I like doing it that way it's just I would say I don't necessarily come out with a finished product if that makes sense. It's like a draft. That's a good It's like a first draft of a song. You know, like some of them songs, it's actually on, you know, this this EP deal we're working on. Um, it's... Uh, well, the EP's done. The, yeah, it's done. But just put besides <laughs> cover art and all that kind of stuff. Uh, oh, that's a good point. I guess that's important. Um, but uh, it's like some of them were Delia Doors songs that was just never recorded. 
You know, what I mean, we played them live, but then we had we had them like we really liked these songs. We just they never felt complete. So, so the way we were playing them there, we might like take them out of the chorus into the verse. We might have to hang time some little things right there because we wasn't used to like him when he sings. He really carries the notes out instead of singing like the punky style. In the boom, boom, you know, it was more of a switch off. So when we went back in to start re, redoing them songs like that, it was start taking them little bitty parts and changing them around, you know, so they become different songs. I don't even know what they used to be. <laughs> <coughs> so, and and that I guess in a way can kind of segue into the next thing is, you know, when when Devin gets back in springtime or whatever, what's what's the plan moving forward? Uh, what, do, what do you guys want to accomplish? Well, well, we've been offered to play Rockahoma on one of the stages, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we do or not, it's like still, I don't know. I mean, I kind of miss just being a, even though we played the last two years, I love to play there. Mm-hmm. I kind of also miss being a fan there. I definitely get that. Um, and so I left it up to the guys. If they want to do it, I'm cool with it. If not, I'm cool with that too because I'm still going. Um, yeah. But we do have booked uh, the bands against bullying to mm-hmm. the second year of it. That's the, uh, June 6th? I don't, I'm not sure. And it's not even really so released yet, but we so are all going to be on it. Just the same. <laughs> well, I'm not sure of the dates of it. That ain't, it's, it's in June, but. You know, I don't know if it's going to be a rock rage radio part of it, or if it's going to be a smaller scale of it. Or I wonder if it'll have a lot of the same bands. I fear it probably would have the same. I don't know. Bands. It sounds like they might be trying to make it pretty I big. I think they'd probably get smaller. I mean, that would make sense. But it was a really good lineup. That was a good lineup. Mm-hmm. Chris did a good job on that. Yeah, they're all pretty good. So I figured they'd <clears> try to <throat> get back most of the ones from it that they could. And then I didn't know if they'd try or get one or a few more. It was pretty mm-hmm. fun, though, the last one. Yeah. So basically, we're just going to go back, back into playing shows. We're going to with a new set. Yeah. Because that's, we're going to be working thing. Because I know I was talking to, I talked to, actually, I've talked to all of them about it. Is I'm kind of, and whether or not this will come across, I don't know, but I've been listening to a lot heavier music mm-hmm. recently, and I think kind of <clears throat> when when I was in King High they the guys kind of wanted to do more of a rock thing and less of a metal thing which you know I hadn't really done that so that was cool and I think that that in turn segued into me listening to a lot more just rock style hard rock style not as not as typical metal and then since this batch of songs that We've written with for Claim Your Enemy. My, I've been listening to a lot heavier music. I've kind of got that that hankering to have a little bit of that kick you in the teeth. I, and, I think it's going to go heavier because every one of us is in the same mindset. You know what I mean? Like when we get back together, we'll probably like us four will probably get back together here in January. We're all ready to 
We're kind of just waiting for him to get the hell out of the way and let's get in our jam. <laughs> no. Uh, we know this after, you know, maybe the first weekend or two. We're going to get Say that, there. knowing I don't have a choice. Truth comes out. <laughs> no. We're going to miss him. Did uh, I just get fired? Uh, but <laughs> It's been a while since we've actually had opportunity with all of our schedules to actually be able to sit down and... In like four months or so, since yeah. we've all been in the same room to practice, played wow. shows, played shows, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we've just been running off the same. As far as which that's yeah, we do a show about every so, weekend. Or that's every probably the so easiest. He, he, has any of those shows ever been like, oh fuck, we haven't practiced in a couple of weeks. Let's just go and it, it all it all goes away on stage. I think yeah. it, I like think some of us. Through. That's cool though. That's every, cool. everybody is a little different. Yeah, like I think it hits some of us a little bit harder than others. Like me. I don't, I'm not going to say I don't worry about it because if I thought about it, I would worry about it. But it just, it doesn't cross my mind. Mm-hmm. Me is the physicality of it. I like, I like to be able to continue to play shows or practice play shows, but, you know, but I've been one of the lax ones too, you know, being like, hell, I'm cool if we don't, you know. And, but when you ain't played a show for two or three weeks and then you go back in and play a show, well, that, 30, 45 minutes is like pretty exhausting. You know what I mean? I put everything I got, so. That's the biggest thing. A bunch of damn cigarettes, drink a bunch of coffee, drink a bunch of energy drinks. It's like, because you guys were, you guys were there in Tulsa, right? This Mm -hmm. last one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that one physically, for me, that one was a little rough. And I don't, like, I'm, I mean, I smoke and I'm not the most physically in shape person right now. Will we? But yeah, <laughs> give, give it a little bit will. of time. Yeah, doing what but you're gonna do. Yeah, you will. That uh, that's been the biggest thing is not having because in practice you don't. Me personally, like it's just not the same. Like practice, sing the song how I'm supposed to sing it. If I mess it up, and we do it again. Whatever. But you're not jumping around and. You know, trying to get people to mosh with you or going and whatever. You like, were all over the place, man. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but that's not like I don't know how to explain it. Like I don't, I don't go to play a show, and I'm not like, all right, so today I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna do this. Like, and even if I did, which I've tried in the past, as soon as, and it's always the same thing every single time. I remember about the first 30 seconds of the first song and then it's like I don't remember anything about the set until the end unless there's something that happens like Rock the Equinox is a good example because (laughs) as soon as we started the set same thing happens I remember exactly where I was standing I remember exactly who I was looking at I don't know their name but I remember their face right as soon as the first song started I got that picture in my head and then I remember turning and going back across the stage, and that was it. Until, I think it was Brian's guitar. His was first, then Red. Okay, so yeah, both both that. guitar players broke a string. One after the other. First two songs. First two songs. And so, Mercy I just remember long, being man. snapped out of it. Because here I, I'm, I'm rolling, I'm off in Devonland, I don't know what's going on. But that's what I remember, is somebody saying, hey, I broke a string, and then we started talking about heavy metal barbecue or something. We got, we got, I was winging it. Um, We got moshed by all the kids. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other thing. It was cool at first, because it was kind of fun. Then then we started getting, you know, chords and stuff set on it. So we ended up, (laughs) we ended up having to stop between songs. And of course, I'm who has to ask them. 
I'm the one with the microphone, so I'm the one who has to be like, hello, cute children, get off the stage. I felt really bad. That was cool with them, but, but after a couple of songs, man, they started getting rowdy. They were know? getting into it. It was cool like, because they the way that the stage was set up, right in the middle of the stage, they had these stacked monitors. So there was one monitor, and it was almost like a small pyramid kind of deal. And all the kids were sitting on the small pyramid. So at one point, I was standing amongst the kids, and they were, yeah, having then a good... Ended up going and then backwards. they ended up going backwards and around me. And <laughs> they kind of started to get that, that kind of slow, that slower song, Hesitate. And that was partly the main pro, because they, when they all started coming up, you know, it was a... Like more mellow song. Oh, it's cause, yeah, because I sat down that, on the monitor. Heavier. That's when it's. <laughs> I sat down <laughs> on the monitor. Get or get down front, you know, like walk around stuff during that song. <laughs> so they had all got it there. Then we started doing the heavier songs after that. That's when it started. <laughs> it was crazy, man. <laughs> I was. I remember this little bitty kid. He just like beating his head in. I'm like. It's badass. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. <laughs> I, I was. I, I would like the feeling of. I don't. When I was that young, I didn't get to do that. You know what I mean? I, I got yeah. to see my grandpa play it, like oh, bluegrass deals and shit like that. You know, but not like. So I was like, man, this is you know. That's what's cool. It's an honor thing, you know, you know. But stuff like Rock the Equinox and um, even Bands Against Bullying, I remember being similar because, for for me, bands I've been in a lot of places you play, you don't get the opportunity to have upteen kids just running around. Mm-hmm. Usually, you know, there's either an age limit or whatever the case may be, or I don't want to take my baby to a metal show, yeah. whatever the case. And mm-hmm. both of those shows, there were a lot of kids, and all of them were really getting into it. And even, I think, at Bands Against Bullying, Crane Technique pulled a like, yeah, It was like, it had to have been like 30 lot. little kids yeah. up on the stage. That's and like awesome. that, that kind of thing, that's really awesome. So if, if you're a parent and you're doing that, you're raising them right. <laughs> Definitely. I think they had to end up running all of them off too yeah, because yeah, they, same they, got, they got they got rowdy. Wow. But they had a lot of kids on the stage yeah, jumping yeah. up and down. Dennis had them jumping, you yeah. know, and they were that was a pretty good sized stage. So there was a lot of room. Yeah. Well, that kind of thing. That kind of thing is really awesome. I'm hoping. I mean, Rock the Equinox is pretty much a yearly thing, right? I mean, yeah, pretty much. So I'm hoping that both of those kind of turn out the same way and even bigger if they can. That'd be great. Yeah. We're hoping to get Fists of Rage and Grind down there this year. Yeah, definitely. That because be awesome. uh, Paulette and CJ both came this past year. Mm-hmm. And the way I felt like it was they were outside band members that come down to our little hometown to check out the show. Did they, I don't remember, did they end up camping? I don't, I think, I don't think so, but so I haven't played with Grind since like 2000. 13. See, I ain't even never got to see Grind. That's really? That's why I was kind of... Oh, my God. You got to see that. I told... I see... They're so fucking I, good. The thing about them is... And I was telling him... because, And they don't do it all the time, but... I remember they used to play Damn That River. Yeah. And when I would go to one of their shows, they would pull me up to sing Damn That River with them. And that was really badass, but I felt like... Because uh, I don't feel... I don't like feeling like I'm in the way. Because like... It's not my time to be on stage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it was really it's really cool. I mean, they're, they're great guys. And CJ, because I think so we don't have I don't have a CJ. I could uh, rock the river, and you know, and then you know, and I rock the equinox. Yeah, CJ and Paulette. Well, Fisher Rage played it. Yeah, yeah. But I said that's the first I'd really bet him. You know. What I mean? Oh yeah. 
and I've heard, I've heard like the new single and stuff y'all played and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, we had. I listened to some of their music. I'm not dig it. I just when, ain't got a chance to see them. When King High, when we put on that show in Muskogee, we had a, we had Grind come and play it with us. Like, so you ain't, oh, wow, ain't seen Oklahoma yet. Yeah, that disappoints me. Yeah. They're hard though, because they don't play. I had, I had I had them booked uh, on one of the shows that I was doing, um, and they had to end up canceling out uh, because I guess uh, one of the members uh, had a had a wife that was had gotten ill or something mm-hmm. and had to take some time off, you know, to help with that and stuff. Yeah. So they had to, you know, I know they didn't want to, but uh, yeah. you know, it was. One well, of them deals. I almost got to see them. <laughs> well, when we have our, our Thunder Underground Festival. Yeah, it needs to happen. Oh, just, please. Just kidding. Please. Yeah. Just kidding. It needs to happen. It will it never happen. It will happen. Why do you say this? Okay, that shit takes money. Let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> Which I don't have. It takes money, yeah. But there's also a lot of people that support, too. That's I bet you could do true. it. Yeah, I bet as many people I, I, as you guys I, I, know. Um, I bet you could find a way. You could probably you could pick, you could pick your I'm good, I'm pick good a with, bunch of bands. I'm good with koozies right now. Call <laughs> Steve Murdoch. Yeah. Put this together and then slap our name on top. Yeah, of it. there yes, you go. Yeah, exactly. Why not? You hear that, and Steve? And we'll do nothing. Just slap our name on it. Yeah. Oh, I guess he's got a stage, too, now. At yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like I he does. I saw them post we'll that on Facebook. That's cool. We'll see. We'll see. He was at the Tulsa show, too. Yeah. 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 That's how I'm he left before we played. Just well, saying Steve Murdoch. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. Damn it, Steve. We're working on it. We've got Rolling Stones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. and Roses, Metallica. <laughs> we're getting the Rolling Stones. Dish Wallet, definitely. <laughs> we might find a spot for you guys. Didn't you guys uh, also resurrect Lane Staley? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, Cliff Burton. That's what I thought. I Cliff Burton. Seeing the Rolling Stones, which I love the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Like watching the California Raisins. <laughs> California raisins too. They're going to be there, and the yeah. teenage mutant ninja turtles. So, <laughs> anyways, okay. Next question. Yes. Uh, we'll put Jade on the spot a little nice. bit. Um, you know, talk about you know this year, your time in the band, and uh, what you think of it. Um, Can I pretend, add to this? One pretend thing? these guys aren't here. This is his his anniversary weekend. One year, really, in the band oh, this awesome. weekend. Well, this is Let's, perfect. It's a great time to ask you. And, uh, you know, um, uh, on the tail end of that, this is kind of the, you know, generic question, but, you know, who your influences and who you like. So, go. Uh, uh, that, <laughs> it kind of uh, varies a lot, you know I mean? Because, like, if I, you know, say turn the playlist on my phone right now, so tell one maybe playing, like, Hank Jr. or Merle, then you hit next and be a five finger or yeah. disturbed or something. Mm-hmm. Something hip hop. Yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I started to play with them. It was a year ago this weekend, wasn't it? Cause it was, yeah. The first show was uh, January 6th at the Shrine. He had only, and, uh, he was only in the band two weeks. And I think we were there. Yeah, we were there. Yeah. I remember you mentioned that, that you hadn't, you hadn't even been playing that long at that point, right? Yeah, we had, what was it? Two practices before that, that show? Huh? Yeah, I showed up. First practice is, what do we do? About 10 songs or so. Probably and, the set. Uh, yeah, and uh, showed up the that first practice and learned them all. Then went that next weekend and we just kind of rehearsed over it. Then that fault or that week was whenever we played the shrine up there. Is uh, it was that the Arson City? Is the Arson City yeah. show? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was pretty fun. But yeah. uh, I had never 
they're the first people I'd really or sat down and played with. Wow. It's been you know, you've only been playing bass for two weeks. So yeah, y'all have never been in a band prior to this? Well, or? No, because uh, I hung out with them quite a bit, you know, leading up to it. And they had uh, told me to come hang out as having practice. And I still remember I walked in the door and it was, I think, Brian pointed at me and said, you. And I'm kind of, you know, I'm still standing in the doorway. I'm thinking, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> but he says, you play bass? And I was like, no, I've never messed with one, really. He said, well, you got a guitar, though, right? I said, yeah. Because we'll get up here see what you can, or see what we can do. And that was that first practice. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we did was that show and one more with the the kids, uh with Delaney doing the W Adore set and then that's shortly before he had joined in and we switched, you know, learned a new mm-hmm. set, did the claim your enemy stuff. And it's been it's been pretty fun though. We're getting to sit down, you know, make or write songs or learn songs and That's insane. I mean I I was in a band and we rehearsed for like a year or two before we even tried to get a gig. So for you to do something like two weeks, yeah, yeah, I started playing two weeks ago. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> do this gig. Uh, I'm not. Gonna my lie. hats off to you. I'm All not respect. Lie, that first show. That's great. Uh, following Arson City was kind of intimidating. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I bet. But you did it, man. That's actually. Um, and you know what? Right. That 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 gig that you did was probably worth like eighty fucking practices. So that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. That yeah, can always be your first. Exactly. Year. That's one of the most the interesting things about this band. We took him on the state. The number one <laughs> difference. Well, there's actually a lot, but the one thing I noticed right off the bat is I don't know how long it was exactly from the very first legitimate practice that I had with you guys to the first show. Oh uh, no! It was about, about three or four weeks. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. it wasn't very long. It's about months. so. That it was like art, yeah. I think it was six songs, five songs, six songs. Yeah, so went in, wrote six songs, brand new, practiced the whole set twice, and then off to Texas we went and played. I have never, ever been in a band that was that gung-ho to just be like, ah, fuck it, let's go, you know, yeah, and I thought it was great. I thought it was great, because every other band I've been in, every single one, which I understand it, and I'm not really hating on it, it just drives me insane, <laughs> because I want to play the show. Yeah. I want to go meet people, I want to shake people's hands, I want to have a great time, I want to interact, that's what I, that, but, for, it was at least, I don't think I have ever played a show within the first year of being in a band. See, yeah, exactly. Other than Dude, this one. Exactly. That's and insane. it's right about and that. It's me, right about a year. It's like, well, we if we have a show, we need to like rehearse like a million yeah. fucking times. <laughs> well, and, the, and, and we probably but at the same should. time, what you guys do to me, is it, that's great. That's it, awesome. It adds pressure to the other guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a, I don't mean to be that way, but even in, God, and fuck it, let's go, man. Look at it. We'll go with it. We were talking about this, Travis and I, the other day is that's kind of, you know, for better or worse, because everybody's got their opinion and whatever, but that just kind of seems to be how we handle ourselves, whether it's for a show or, like, the recording, for instance. It's not absolutely perfect. If you were to sit there and put a metronome to it, (laughs) you'd be like, there's some spots that are kind of weird, but that's... I think at first it drove me nuts, because I'm not used to it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
but there's something about just playing by feel. Not that not that you shouldn't tighten things up and not that we won't work on it or nothing like that. It's just there's a certain it's it's more emotional to me mm-hmm. to just fall into it, whether it's on the recording or at a show and just kinda let it let it take you wherever it's gonna take you as mm-hmm. opposed to trying to turn it into a science. Because mm-hmm. I've I've definitely been in bands where and I think like the first couple of bands I was ever in it was so scientific. You know, a couple of them were music majors, and that's amazing. And they know way more about the nuts and bolts of music than I ever will. But at some point, that's not what attracts people. Mm-hmm. It's what it's what you feel, and that's that's my favorite thing about about this band, and my favorite thing about the album we just did itself. Yeah. Is that it's just us? It's raw. We got in there. We did it. We even tried at one point. I think Travis tried to play to a metronome, and it's not that he couldn't do it. It just didn't feel right. So we took it off. We redid it, and we just did it how it how it came out. How it came out. But it was like the song. The song itself was talking about is the sweet silence. So it's it's really like a double bass. It's that one, you know, and it's got. So there's different changes. So you got that part that's this one time, but then this part's this time. And this, you know, you'd have to sit, we'd be wasting an hour trying to set the metronome. I'm not sure. I'm just like, get rid of it. That any, (laughs) I'm not sure that any. Because it's different speeds. Including myself. I don't think anybody realized that that song actually had multiple time signatures. I didn't ever know it until we started trying to. I didn't either. Click it. Like, it it makes sense to me now (coughs) that we went into the studio and we did it and we were like, that's got multiple time signatures. That's not. It makes sense now, but at the time, just listening to it, I didn't even realize it. But nobody's heard that one yet. No. I mean, they have live. But so it's gonna be called Mirrors, the EP. Yeah. <laughs> Reflections that haunt you. Nice <laughs> subtitle parenthesis. So is this gonna come out soon? Or are you waiting until he's back in action? Um, probably, I mean, probably, we'll probably let it go beforehand. We'll probably have it all done because. Really working on artwork right now, and and not actually in in December ain't hardly did shit, just been hanging out. But uh, you know, to give us something to do, you know, while he's gone, we'll start working on artwork for it. And we all got ideas, so we got all his ideas before he goes, and then we go give it to everybody, kind of put it I together. Even a shitty little picture. It's, it's going to look pretty cool because we're not. We're not going to be like, just throw this little cheap thing together. We're going to have a good looking piece of art. And it's probably, we've been talking about, it'll be kind of, since there's only, there's seven songs, but they'll probably be divided up in mirrors and reflections instead of side one and side two or A or B. You see what I'm saying? There's going to be, we're trying to get all this kind of, we don't want it to be like nothing else. The thing about it is, you know, this is totally different. I think, number one, and this is, again, something Travis and I talked about, was this isn't just some songs we went in and recorded. It's not just like, all right, cool, whatever, put it in some little paper thing and off you go. We, not that there's anything wrong with that, I just think we we care a little bit more about the songs than that, and we have more faith in the songs than that, and we want we want the entirety of the project to, to do the songs justice because regardless I mean that's what it's about it's about the music but 
we don't we don't want it we don't want to represent it in a negative light before anybody even hears it or in a way that we feel is falls short and that's the thing because and I didn't even realize it until he mentioned it because he was listening to the lyrics and some of these songs like hesitate for instance it's not exactly the same but I wrote about 85 90 percent of that song when I was 15 oh wow and the only thing that's different is the chorus and like all of these songs I had written at different phases and all of them, whether, you know, are this weird kind of collective mental journey that, you know, and in listening to it, I don't know that, um, I don't know that anybody listening to the words is going to quite get a clear picture because there are things in there that mean something very personal to me that is when I wrote it and when I say it, I know exactly what it means. And to you or him or whoever, it might not quite mean the same thing, which is good. That's how I wanted it to be. But, and then leading up to actually recording it, I was very sick. I had pneumonia really bad. Um, I think I got, I went to the doctor that Monday. We recorded on Friday and Saturday. Mm -hmm. So, I, we were going to go in, we went in Friday and I don't, I don't usually get real stressed out for recording. I don't know why. I just usually don't. I just try to go in there and do my thing. And if it's not good enough, do it again and try to make it, you know, as good as you possibly can. But I was wetting it. I was super stressed out because there is no second try here. I'm leaving. This is it. If And there's only two days to do it. So either you go in and you get it right in those two days or it either doesn't get released or you have to live with something you're not proud of. And I was I was stressing out really, really bad. And then Friday when we went in, they were like, Well, why don't you, you know, sing scratch tracks for us to kind of follow along so we, you know, kinda of keep everybody locked in. So some of them was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't sing a lick, man. Like it was rough. Yeah. And this is the day before I'm supposed to sing the final the final vocal tracks to this album. And I was a mess, dude. Like my head was all sorts of messed up. And then whenever we came back on Saturday, and it was time for me to actually go in and like, all right, you know, got to do the thing. Like, good, bad, whatever, I'm about to sing stuff and it's about to go on the record. So I just, I sat down and I thought about it and I decided to start with Hesitate just because it seemed really fitting. And man, I don't know what it was, but just as soon as everything started, I was just, once again, zoned off. I was off in Devon land and... I really didn't know what it sounded like until we started playing it back. Mm. And I was very, like, relief does not necessarily do justice <laughs> to what I was feeling at the time. Because, you know, you spend this money and you put in this time and there's all this preparation that leads up to going into the studio. And like I said, you know, this is it. Whatever this is is what it's going to be. And I'm leaving and it won't be any different until I get back and do another one. So I'm... I'm really, really relieved, and I'm proud of I'm proud of what we've done. I think it turned out. I remember sitting in the booth, like listening to him sing, because it was really, 
I haven't really got to hear him sing it. You know what I mean? It was all just loud monitor shit, you know, this whole entire time. All right. And I was like, damn, this dude's fucking singing. You know what I mean? It sounded pretty good, you know? And I was like, and as I go back and listen to it so many times, I'm like, I really didn't realize how many different changes he would, he, you know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff, you know, that's like, I didn't even know that shit was there. It shows you, you know, yeah. maybe we should not have entrusted him to hire me if he didn't even know what I sounded <laughs> like until. <laughs> I, Everybody's like, sounds good. It, it didn't matter when to find somebody. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, man, I, I think it's, I think it's going to be a really cool deal. I mean, we're proud of it. So, you know, we want to put, like you just said, you know, put all we can into it, you know, um, I'm not just going to pick one design. We're probably going to have different people make designs. It's going to be custom artwork to to us. I'm think actually looking at a guy. It's in Chesnia. You know, Where Chesnia? You don't mean Chechnya, please. Maybe <laughs> is it really Chechnya? Yeah, maybe. Are you kidding me? Wow. I mean, that's where he's out of, but 120 dollars. He does great work. Are we talking like Chechnya in the United States? Well, I don't even know, Chechnya, dude. I'm like, yeah. Is that what it is? Is that like, Chechnya, Iowa? I don't know. Hey, just, man, I don't know. Say, I'm going just, off you. It just, it just says like C-H-E-Z-A or something. Chesnia? C-H-E-Z-A is not Chesnia. Well, whatever the hell it is. I can't think of what exactly it is. But Okay, whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. I was just I thinking. I quit in the ninth grade. Yeah, I'm a truck driver. <laughs> Maybe well, you're thinking of Chelsea, Oklahoma. Maybe. Yeah. That sounds more likely like than overseas something deal. Yeah. Because, you well, know, it's, be it's Euros, you know, but like 120 American. But the How'd you find great. out about a guy from Chechnya? <laughs> the wonders of social media. Oh, well. I really liked his art. He did, so I hit him up about it. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because I want it to look fucking badass. I don't want just me sitting behind a freaking deal, you know, me and Matt. Like, we put together some cool stuff, but. You know, like the, the devil, your door shit was like fucking, you know, a logo. And then if you use the fade, it was like three or four different covers for it. Yeah. It was all just like bold. You know what I mean? I want something fluent. I want shit hidden in there, you know. Something big, massive. In this color. <laughs> Wood grain? Well, just to see, how the, see, how the, see how the color looks. I, yeah. I He asked me, and I was like, well... I basically just had to say, I trust you, Travis. Because I don't know, like, the way he was describing it to me, I was like, man, I don't know if that really fits. But, but, but I don't by know, George, man. you. Just the overall, if you're overall looking at, at, a, at a color scheme, you know, I think like a colors like this, neutral colors are, are really good on the eyes. Than having like, magenta. Uh, a bunch of colors, you know, damn, <laughs> neon magenta sign. Looks like it looks scary. Even though I got bright blue drums, like cover of Any more questions before we keep on rolling down this rabbit hole? We've I don't know where we can go down a rabbit hole. Oh, we come out in 1958. Yeah. Now I was just gonna ask you. I mean, now that we're six, eight months removed from it, are you happy with the how the transition? Oh yeah. Name names band basically went and all that. I think it was seamlessly. I mean, it was kind of like. I don't know. It was, it's kind of like it just went one and the same. It's like nothing never changed. You know what I mean? I think the only thing that did change is 
we I, I feel like we got more compliments you know what I mean like just like by the fan base it's not everybody was trashing anything we did before but it's just you know everybody's like man y'all, y'all sound so much more like a band this is you know your style of music this is what you needed mm-hmm. you know to make it more complete and and which is it's you know it's right but I don't think nobody turned our back on us because we changed our name from the devil your door you know to claim your enemy I think it it gained us and yeah. a lot more. We're almost more mainstream now in certain parts. Which, I mean, if you we think are. about it, it is all or different. Because like, music did kind of change a bit. Because the Devil We Adore stuff, because even like when I had joined in, they had been together about, what, three, four years? Yeah. So that was all the songs they had written, you know, three years prior, you know, which I came in, learned that set, and then a couple weeks later, Devin had joined and we had wrote the new set so I mean it did like, even structure wise you know you can tell kind of the difference mm-hmm. and that kind of goes back to the mirrors thing because some of the songs are mirrors of the devil you adore so that's why it kind of fits and you know calling the album mirrors the thing with mirrors from for me when we had talked about it is because all of the songs for me stretch across these you know I mean I'm only 25 so in the time that I've been writing songs all of you know this collection of songs stretches across the entirety of my you know musical career so to speak and you know with the mirrors idea, it's like, imagine if you took five years and every single week or every single month you took a picture of yourself in the mirror. You know, you're capturing yourself at a different time in a different place throughout the entirety of all of this and all of the different things, you know, not just for me, but for people in general. Or all, all of the different things that are either positive or negative in your life that you see in yourself throughout, you know, any phase, whatever you're going through. I mean, you know, you've got your typical responses like addiction or whatever the case may be. But I'm just talking for, for each and every person. You've got things that moments and phases that were beautiful in your life and you've got moments and phases that were tragic in your life and I feel like being able to look at yourself in the mirror and see what other people see at those different times kind of gives you a window or an idea as to where you're at where you're going to be and where you have been and that that's I mean it's not really a concept album it just so happened that this is the way that it worked out. It kind of turned out like one in a certain sense. And it did. I mean, it's kind of weird, but it kind of all talked about like, that's why we talked about splitting it up in the A's and B's, you know, or Act 1, Act 2, whatever, how he decided to do it, you know, put it two different parts. Because it is two different parts, if it makes sense. Like the first, say, four songs or this and this, because it, it only, it's, it's weird once we listen to it and stuff and go back and, you know, and 
reading the lyrics with him and figuring out actually exactly what shows or, you know because I think he's saying this live and when I actually go back and hear him I'm like oh, he ain't even saying that at all which that might be a bad thing yeah. <laughs> I thought he said walking zombies forever. Yeah, everybody thinks I'm talking about shitting, and yeah. I say shedding in one song, and he's like, "Man, this whole time I thought you were saying shitting." I'm like, "What are you talking?" About? I wonder if everybody thinks I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> this might not be good at all. I have to work on my. Yeah, but I knew that. I was just. I'm gonna have to work on my addiction. Yeah, I was just sitting there playing like these lyrics got weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to talk about that. So no. Final. Well, you and you and Brian have been playing together for a long time. Yeah, years and years. Yeah, way back. So, being with these two guys relatively for less than a year, basically. Yeah. Like, how do you feel with where you guys are at musically compared to where you have been in the past? Me and Brian as brothers. Yeah. And Van and our musical and I mean, journey. Yeah. And what it's at it, now. It's it's way way. When we like when we started out, and we was doing like the Pain Ensemble deals back in the day. Pain Ensemble was like Black Sabbath meets Slayer. You know what I mean? It was it was heavy stuff. You know, had like Pantera style vocals and stuff. And we did that, but me and Brian was always trying to put like a little bit of modernized stuff on it. That was at the time, you know. But the other players, they were all like underground death metal from Norwegian that you've never heard before. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> was, I'm so you glad know, you so said Norwegian. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something. Maybe like, that's where they close the chest now. Everywhere these places are. What is that? Oh, wow. Well. Nor- Nor- Norway? Norway. <laughs> Norwegian. That's what I'm trying to say. You're trying to it say Norwegian. It was all Norwegian music. Norway. But, uh, <laughs> Norway, no, yeah. it's from fucking Norwegian. That's, that's from <laughs> now on. <laughs> that's sweet. But anyways. You I had a guy about. who lived with me for a couple of years from Norway, and I'm going to message him. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> I never classed, again, I quit in the ninth grade to become a truck driver. Norwegian. Uh, the, uh, oh, man. But, man, like, you know, so when we started this deal, we wanted something totally different. That's when we got a chick singer, you know. So, and then that really didn't work out. And then spring is where we are now. I think we finally reached that more modern sound with the old school sound on it. It feels like it's all come full circle and complete. So I feel like me and him's talked about it just me and our hour long freaking phone calls of just like, you know, it's all went, went to where we're at now is where we were always trying to be, you know, but couldn't never really get there because of just, I don't mean fates or limitations or whatever, but it just never, it never worked out. So now it's like, we feel like we're in a complete band because, you know, and everybody's so different, you know, and it, but it's like, it's complete. And he's like off on his music that you know, and Brian's and his and Rhett's and Rhett's stuck in the nineties and old country and stuff like that and this guy likes MC Hammer. And, <laughs> so so does and I'm thrash. Do you think do you think all that different shit <clears throat> comes together into something that Yeah, something modernized. Mm-hmm. Well the thing is is and it's weird how it happened, but for all of our differences there's some common veins there. Mm-hmm. And I think Claim Your Enemy's music kind of meets in that common vein that all of us share. Yeah. And it's it's like, you know, we covered that Deftones tune. 
And I'm not even a Deftones fan. I know. Yeah, I never heard the song. So I guess that's what saw forward. I was like, oh, how's that good? But I was like, how about we play this? That's so I, had, exactly, I went outside looking up for on saying YouTube and listened to it real quick. I was like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> you're, making, you're making my point is that even though like that song wasn't, you know, he didn't, he hadn't listened to it, he hadn't listened to it, but it covers some similar veins as to the styles that we all like to listen to. And as far as writing and becoming a band and trying to mold your sound, that's kind of what has happened with Claim Your Enemy because for in in other bands I've been in, you know, and you you've been in bands and they've been in other bands well, this is his first go around, but he's been in other bands and you always see, it always seems like you have one or two people at different times that are kind of like they're just you're not on the same page. Mm. There's something else going on here. Like maybe three out of the five members are like we want to write like Lamb of God. And then the other two are like, no, I want to play Taylor Swift shit. You know, and like, that seems to be like, maybe not quite that much of an extreme, <laughs> but that seems to be previously like this constant reoccurring thing is finding a way to bring everybody back to a common place. Mm-hmm. And with Claim Your Enemy, for the first time so that I've, since I've been in bands, it seems like everyone is on the same page as far as like I don't have to worry about Brian going off and coming back with a riff that makes me feel like I need to sing you know like some random obscure Faith No More which I would be fine with but you get what I mean as Mm -hmm. opposed to more of the kind of hard rock bridging metal stuff yeah you know it's going to be something you can you can get behind Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be chuggy. Yeah, every time, every time, and there's gonna be room to do something with it. Yeah, and that that's one of my crutches because I I've been in the past I've always played with them. I think we've talked about it before. Is like your your Metallica fans and your Slayer fans and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I have nothing against it. I like some Slayer. I like some Metallica. However, it is really difficult for me. Not impossible, but very difficult for me to write to a song like that and not feel like I need to scream my head off the entire time. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to do that all the time. And one of my favorite things about how these guys write is that there's room. If I want to scream, I can put a scream there. Works out fine. If I'd rather sing, I can sing there. Works Mm -hmm. out fine. If I want to sing something a little choppier, I can. If I want to sing something that's a little more held out, I can. And it all there's a lot more room to do something. As opposed to feeling like you're forced into, well, I got to do this or nothing. Yeah. Everything's good except for he's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. remind them. Travis is on this kick. <laughs> and he has been for several months. It's, it's all, you would think that I was not aware that I was leaving for the military. <laughs> You'd think I just forgot. <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, thank you for reminding me, Travis. I appreciate it. I didn't know. about being cold out there while I go. I'm like, hell, you just wait. Yeah. yeah. Right. It'll be really cold out there about six o'clock in the morning. Now my, my girlfriend freaked me out because the other day she was like, she was looking at the forecast for where she lives and <laughs> she was telling me because it was like 23 or 22, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, why don't you look up the forecast for Fort Leonard Wood she was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> I was like, what? She goes, I don't know if I want to tell you. I was like, well, what the hell is it going to be? She's like, I see a lot of zeros. 
Well, you gotta be shitting me. She was. It's gonna be, but it's gonna be in the teens. That's gonna suck. You got this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, I'm not gonna die. All right. That's I mean, right. I'll, I'll be better. I mean, it's gonna suck not to have no black menthols for a while. Yeah, that's kind of like my one thing. I don't know because it seems really sickness. dumb. Because I have already given up on the fact that I'm gonna quit smoking. Because, not, not, up, but up to this point I have. Because I'm the type of person that I have extremely strong will and I'm very headstrong when it's something I want to do. If I want to do it, I will make it work come hell or hot water. That's just how it's going to be. But when I don't want to do it, oh man, yeah. it's like I'm trying to dig myself out of sand or something. Yeah. And smoking, I enjoy smoking. I have, I have, <laughs> I have enjoyed it since the day I started. I am an anxious person. I am anxiety ridden. I have been anxiety ridden my entire life. Like, I mean, going to a show sometimes and like I, I, I love talking to people. I love meeting people. I love learning about people and what's going on in their life and mm -hmm. how they feel about things. And I love that. But if you get like three or four people around you, and you start talking, and you notice it happens all the time. Everybody starts talking about the same thing, right? Like us right now. We're all talking about the same thing. But it can very easily digress. So now you're having a conversation with him, and he's having a completely different conversation with you. And I was trying to have a conversation with you, but now you're talking to him. And it just gets, and my anxiety goes through the roof, man. I can't do it. I've yeah. got to. What story? What story? Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? What's going on? I'm just standing here like a bump on a log. And like, I've got to excuse myself. And I do it all the time. And I feel bad because, like, they're awesome people and, you know, they're – that's the other thing. Like, I don't like using the word fan because this is just the honest fact. We are not nearly big enough or nearly popular enough to have fans. <laughs> we we I mean, it's just the fact. Yeah. We, really, we really don't. <clears throat> we have people who enjoy our music who we've made friends with. Mm -hmm. We are lucky enough to have a large number, you know, of – if you consider them friends, you know, friends. We have a lot of friends. And it, it makes me feel bad because I'm sitting here trying to talk to my friend who has come here, you know, to yes. support us and support our band and whatever. And but like, they also like to be I got to back off and go smoke a cigarette before yes, I yes. have a panic attack because I just can't. Yeah. My brain but is too. I don't, I don't know. I, like the fan thing, I, I, can, I consider it fans. I mean, I mean, I consider them fans. I mean, because. I was a fan. I'm a fan. Wait, do our moms I'm a fan count? of Thunder Underground. Dude, what? <laughs> what? What'd you say? I said, wait, do our moms count? Oh. <laughs> that does not count. We do God, not. My, my, my mom was never a fan of anything I did. <laughs> my mom, to her credit, I will say that my mom is very supportive. Sure. Like, there's that's, that's most great. of my family, like, okay. And they, they might listen to this later and call me and be like, I've supported you, but like, for the most part, for the most part, most of my family looks at music as like, ah, it's this thing he's doing, you know, yeah, and maybe, you know, maybe he'll, maybe he'll do it. <laughs> you you know, were ready. I was ready to hear hobby. I'm, I'm like, people well, talk about music. So that's exactly hobby. right. But I think, but, and I, and I've tried really hard to explain this, like, because some of my family understand, and I've got I've got other parts of my family that have done it before, mm -hmm. and I think that their their reservations come from their experiences. You know, it doesn't really have anything to do with me. 
Is, but it's it's the whole like, and that's exactly what it is. But I think for for someone who lives and breathes it, like in any capacity, like whether you're just such a fan of music that you can't go a day without listening to music, you can't you can't sit in silence. Like me, I can't handle silence. Period. Like listen to Sweet Silence. I talk about it for a while. Like I just can't. I have a serious issue with silence, and it's, you know maybe it's because I'm an anxious wreck. I don't know, but it's because you're going to the garden. <laughs> yeah, haha. But that—that's exactly it. Is it's not—it's not something I do just because it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's not something I do just because you know people enjoy it. But I do it because it's the difference between you know sanity and lack of sanity. <laughs> His that's, mom did buy. You know, your nephew, her, and your nephew, a Rockahoma ticket just to come and see us on the dark side yeah. stage. My mm-hmm. mom, that's what I was trying that's to get awesome. to. My mom, she's she's been supportive the entire time. Did they stay in the day of the show? Water and like yeah. yeah. drink. <laughs> My mom is a great lady, yeah, and she's I a good, sweet lady. I have like I am not the greatest son in the world. Like just being real, <laughs> like I'm just not, and I try to be. I'm just not very good at it. Because I'm very, like, I don't know, my mind is just all over the place. So I don't always think about things the way that I should. Yeah. But she's she's amazing. She's been through a lot. She's the strongest woman I've ever met. And she, as far as being supportive, you know, she could spend every day, all day long telling me I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. You know, and she doesn't. Yeah. You know, she support. It's like being here. Being here tonight. I mean... I'm about to be gone for months. Mm-hmm. And I just got back into town from seeing my girlfriend. And here I'm spending a night yeah. not hanging out with her. Yeah. And she didn't she didn't say anything. It was just like, oh, it's it's podcast for music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. You know, and That's she's, awesome. she, she's very, hey, thank very you. supportive. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. So I, I think uh, winding down, we had a couple more. Well, I did. Uh, just because... Um, I, I like these kind of generic questions. Yeah. End of the year. Um, what did you guys listen to this year that really got you all going? Um, you guys will appreciate this. So, on on multiple podcasts that you guys have listened to, and I think we talked about it a little bit last yeah. time we were here, is uh, Sons of Texas. Yes. And I heard them, <clears throat> and I think when we were talking about it, I was like, "Yeah, I've heard them," and I'm not really sure. And, um, so, um, Jet Yancey, mm-hmm. he's, he's a big Sons of Texas fan, so he's my girlfriend, and I had gone, I went with him to see them in, uh, oh, I don't even remember where that was at. It's Fayetteville, wasn't it? I think so. Yes. We went to see them in Fayetteville, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it, and I don't care who likes it, they kicked All That Remains ass. Straight up. I mean... Hell yeah. Straight I, up. I, I, I get behind that all we day didn't, long. We didn't even finish All That Remains set. Now, for anybody who likes All That Remains, I'm not hating, really. I'm, I'm not, used to lock them. I'm not a huge fan. I, I liked their first couple albums. It's have both of weird. But <laughs> I... And I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong and someone knows, they can correct me and I will accept it and go on about my life. But... I could have swore they committed the cardinal sin for me, and that is backing tracks for the vocals. Like, 
to the point where it was very obvious to me that this man is not singing. And they're playing it through. And I know a lot of bands do it, and there's probably bands yeah. that, there's probably bands I like that do it, that I just don't know they do it. But. Well, when it, we saw him open for Alter Bridge, he leaned over to me and he's like, he's got backing tracks. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I was like, is it backing tracks or is, is, is his voice fucked up? No, what's you going and I, on here? you and I heard I'm the like, same I'm thing. I'm thinking there's backing tracks. You and I heard the same thing. And it's, it's, it's something that, like, yeah, in one hand, you know, on, on, you know, one side, that's fucked. And, <clears throat> but on another end, a lot of bands do it. For and, some people, and, and, and it's like, you know, a lot, you know, um, it's like we had. He doesn't need it, is the, the thing. That's yeah, that's the thing. Made. It's like we, he's you know, that guy, he is sang for, he, he's filled in for Kill Switch Engage. He's filled yeah. in, he used to be in Shadows Fall. Yep. I mean, that guy can sing anything. Yep. So it's like, I don't know, you know, but like, you know, we, we talked to Scott and Jana from Rocket Science a few weeks ago or a month ago or whatever, and they have backing tracks, but that's a different kind of thing. So I get it. So yeah, I, I, I don't know, but it, it was, yeah, I know, I'm just, I'm just saying I noticed it. So yeah. For, for some people, maybe it adds to the show. Maybe it's, you know, makes it better and that for, for them, that's great. For me personally, I, I can't stand it. I think it's I'm, only acceptable at the first of Iron Maidens if Eternity should fail. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me. But, the, but the, the the main thing is is we're getting away from Sons of Texas. Come back to that. Yes. Because I fucking sorry. love that. Band. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so, yes. After we talked about it and I've heard you guys talk about it and I have heard oh, your man. stuff. Love them. I, I finally, I was like, well, I need to just listen to them. Like, because I have but I haven't listened, listened. Mm-hmm. And that they're one of the bands that uh, I've I've really gotten into the past year. Uh, Feed the Rhino, they're pretty new, I think. And I've been listening to them. I really dig them. Um, I'm the Plot and You. I've been listening to them some, and I'm not a fan of all of their stuff. But that that guy, uh, Landon Tours or Towers or something like that. That dude's ridiculous. I'm really liking the new Ten Years album. Ten Years. I was about to say them too. I mean, just being kind of out of my realm, which I also think the new Willie Nelson album is like one of the best fucking albums last yeah, year. Yeah, it is. Too. It really is. It just, I don't know, it's, it's a great album. Yeah. All the way through. And, man, I don't think there's so freaking many of them, dude. There's it's just hard. a lot. It's just, that's why, it's kind of like goes back to what we was talking about earlier. You know, there's just so much music out there, it's hard to freaking listen to it all. And I do yeah. like the Sons of Texas. I was going to say Anarchy, but. Sons <laughs> <laughs> of oh, Texas uh, is a badass album. Yeah. Have you guys ever heard of Throwdown? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I was... That's actually probably so far that I can think of. That's probably Deathless. It's not new. Uh, it's not new. It's just... Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to it before this year. It's called Deathless. You said... I think it said 2007. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Something like that. And, like, I really, really like that album. Nice. Because yeah. previously, like, Vendetta and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, they've been songs I liked. But, like, I... Didn't necessarily get into the whole album, mm-hmm. and Deathless I think is awesome. I love. I did listen to yeah. a new Rancid today oh, uh, because you, yeah. because you put that on there earlier. Yes. I was looking for something different to listen to this morning while I was washing dishes. My job is done, <laughs> so I thought, you know, I ain't heard that album yet. So you yeah. said you was working out with it. And I feel like I was working dishes. So good. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I mean, I've I've loved them 
since oh, I was yeah. a teenager. But that I mean, they just they can't they can't fuck up. You know. Have you guys? I think I saw a post about it. Did you guys do your favorite albums of the year? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's that was the most recent. Yeah, I saw. I didn't listen to it yet, but I've got it. I yeah, I'm behind on that one too. I got to screenshot it. It was all I remember. <laughs> yeah. So what was like personally? What was yours and your favorite albums? Of the year? Well, the this year, every year, you know, we both just make our list and put together, kind of combine it. Yeah. yeah this is the asking. first. This is the first year that like our top four, top five. I think it was top five, and maybe just switched order was all the same yeah. exact albums. Yeah. Usually, there's always two or three that. You know, we're mixed up. But, yeah. Right. And we but, had Life of Agony yeah. was number one unanimously. Yeah, that's yeah. a great I mean, album. Too. I think uh, you can't you can't get better than that album, and because one, they took everything they've ever did since like '93 and put it together, but two, they did it in such a way where it was something new and fresh, and I mean, it was just like it was. I mean, orgasms. All the way around. Mm-hmm. That was, um, I can't even remember what really all come out this year. Yeah, I, and, well, and you know, that's, that's another thing, too. Is, did you, you listen know? to Ice Earth? Because I figured you would like that. I have listened to Ice Earth before, but I haven't heard the new one. Uh-huh. It's, see, and that's the thing. It's like, I'm like, I can't, you know, I'm telling him, I can't remember what all the fuck came out. He's like, yeah. well, I had a master list. Yeah, I made so a list of like like 70, all, all 70 years. albums. Like, like, holy did fuck, research you know, and so, wrote down everything. Really? Yeah. And, and it's like, in my head, I had like a top five or six that I've listened to all year. I still feel like. That I, that I knew. And then his list was like, oh, here's some others that I liked that I forgot about. And I just kind of went from there, but. I, mean, I feel like Hardwired was released this year. Yeah. But it and, wasn't. And see, that's the thing. It's like, I got, and, and I told him, it's like, you know, you feel like that was, re- and I was like, ah, I think, wasn't was Crowbar six. released this year? It's like, no, Crowbar's last year. It's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like all this shit was, re- you know, anyway, anyways, it was just, you know, such a list, such a yeah. thing to sift through. So, yeah. I thought about it. And one that always keeps coming to mind is Willie Nelson. Yeah, because I don't know. I mean, I just come across it one day, and that's that's a that's a great. I just listen to it so many times. I mean, just over through. Maybe it's just because maybe because I'm like Willie, just smoke one and freaking listen to Willie Nelson. Like, yeah, I mean, that ain't doing nobody to harm. Yeah, (laughs) you know, (laughs) just enjoying a new record the right way. Yeah. It's been a while, though. I know we talked about this exact same thing last time. It's it's hard. It's been so long since I. Heard about an album, was super stoked about the album, went and got the album, and then was just blown away by the album. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just me, kind of what we were talking about, being oversaturated with music, or me being a stickler of some kind that I'm just not aware of, or what the case may be. But the last album I remember just being like, holy shit, was Wrath by Lamb of God. Yeah. When that came out, I went, the day it came out, went to Hastings and Muskogee, bought it. Put it in my truck and just couldn't get. I mean, I drove around for an hour longer than I needed to be driving around just yeah. to jam out. Yeah. And I haven't done that. In the last that, album I was really excited oh, about was the new Bowlby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like this song. I, no more. I was pretty stoked about the Motor Grader album. Yeah, that was last was, mm-hmm. I, I think that was this year, wasn't it? The Motor Grader? I think so. Yeah, they come out in August. Yeah. That was a great album. You guys played with them, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's that's why I was yeah. And I, maybe I'm a little bit biased because I was such a fan of 
the original Moto Grader with Ivan, which mm-hmm. we did, you know, we talked about before. Oh, yeah. And so for them to come back and then release another album and for me to enjoy it all, like, I'm not going to lie, I didn't enjoy it as much. But almost as much made me very, very, very happy. Mm-hmm. And playing with him was amazing. Yeah, see, that was another thing we've accomplished since the last time we was here. What was the name of that? It was, was an Thunder Alley. Yeah. So I remember before, when we was all getting ready, you know, beforehand, we was sitting outside, because I remember they were smoking cigarettes outside, and we sat out there, and they had pulled up in their van, you know, it was getting their, the, was it, the body pain. Yeah. Like, but, I did ask them if they let me paint up with them. them. That was pretty cool. (laughs) I did, because I think, I don't remember if it was when we were sitting here, but I've always said if I ever had an opportunity to play with Motograder, I would ask them if they'd let me paint up to play, either with them for a song or whatever. Well, I did, and they said no. (laughs) (laughs) Were they at least nice about it? Well, yeah. and They were really cool, dude. They were cool, man. They were really cool guys. And what he said was, and I I totally get it, he's like, you know, for us, it's like uh, you wear this when you've earned the right to wear them. Like, for us, it's like a, it's a brotherly tribal thing, you know. And I'm like, you know what? I can get behind that, you know. Mm -hmm. You don't know me from Adam, don't you know? And I'm... So, but I, I did ask. I did have the guts to ask. I would have liked to have been able to go ahead and do the soil show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no shit. Once the again. Was with Fod, too. Yeah, once again. This happens to me twice. Yeah. <laughs> Get the chance to play with Flaw in both times. We've had bad luck with that, actually. That's another yeah, thing. What happened the first time? The first time, uh, that was with King High. That's when, that's the show that killed King High. Because... We, majority of the band was willing to do it, and one person said no, not doing it. Yeah. Was it were, was that in Tulsa or Oklahoma City? Yeah, it was at the shrine. It was. Yeah, I went to that. Sh- I went to the show the day but, you come out there. Yeah, our first day. Yeah, that's so wow. you got the gig with us, and then went to the floor show. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Wow. Well, and here's the thing: is like, I. I I'm gonna regret saying this. Or something. No, I mean but, I didn't mean to to bring up a story. No, it's asking. yeah. Okay, well then I just I'm not even gonna. But no, it's yeah, all good. Yeah. So basically, the first time was with King High, and um, you know, some people didn't want to do it, and their person and whatever, and they had their reasons, mm-hmm. and there was you know that was following multiple times of the same thing, which some you know. Some of them were understandable, some of them didn't mm-hmm. accept, whatever the case. So the, the first Flaw show, that's that's basically the show that killed King High. And then See. this one, you know, Soil canceled their tour, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this one, Soil canceled their tour. Wow. So we've had a little bit of bad luck, too. Like, it's and been mainly a good year. And see, we was, we, like, the adrenaline morning, mob. Yeah, yeah one adrenaline mob. The day they oh, had the red. that's right. Seven o'clock that, that morning, so we, we got we, offered fuck. the gig. Like, yeah. We play with Motograder. Got to meet, which for meeting them for me was just like, ah, yes, because they're one of my favorites. The very next day, and then that that night, we get offered. Yeah, that very night after we get done playing, we get offered the Adrenaline Mob show. That morning is when the accident happened. So like, I mean, it's it's horrible for way for reasons way beyond us getting played with Adrenaline. I mean, that's not that's not even the most. But it sucked as fans and a band wanting to open for them. Yeah. Have you seen that 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 guy's new fucking band, the Mike Orlando guy? Uh Uh-uh. Is he already back to playing and stuff? He's got a new band with the guy from Disturbed. 
Uh, and Morton. the no, and the fuckhead that was in what's his name? Uh, Rockstar Supernova, yeah. Lucas Rossi or whatever. Oh really? And yeah, it's I like, hated that guy. Yeah, I know. And it's so this total. Lip it's this total like fuckhead diet fucking radio rock shit. But oh, but then when Michael Orlando takes a solo, it's amazing because that guy's insane. <laughs> right. So and, and I was just it popped up on my feed one day, and I was like, well, I gotta. I don't really wanna, but I gotta fucking watch this yeah. shit. <laughs> And it's just, <laughs> it's fuckhead be done. octane bullshit. But then when he does a solo, it's amazing because that yeah. guy can solo his fucking ass off. So, so is Adrenaline Mob like officially just like on hiatus? I have no they idea. Really I have no clue. I haven't heard. Well, because I mean, you know, Russell Allen does like fucking uh, TSO. So, who oh, knows? Yeah. I don't know. Moyer. John Moyer. That's yeah, right. John Moyer. That's the disturbed guy, yeah. Yeah. So, pff, who knows? I don't know. But, but it would have been a very badass show. Yeah. Yes, and I was looking and forward to that because yeah. it was going to be great. And that was such a goddamn shame that, that happened. It could I mean, we I mean, mean, and then the, been the tour manager, to the tour manager oh, girl that like hung was, on for like a month like, in the hospital. We couldn't sell any tickets, and then know, she I died. Didn't take the chance of selling yeah. Tulsa, you know what I mean? Rely on maybe you know because you gotta sell some tickets you know what I mean there's a lot of tickets you gotta sell just like a yeah. full show yeah. 40 tickets you know what I mean that's a lot that's a lot of band mm-hmm. I mean yeah, at this you, point it basically costs you to play with the, if I, I was capable to play all the shows that have been offered and then there being no show and we're just like <laughs> if I could have played all the shows that I've been offered like since King High and this band it would have been like Avatar Love Avatar Ooh. Soil yep. Flaw Twice and um Saliva, which I, I haven't listened to them much since they got the other singer, mm-hmm. but those yeah, are these generic as fuck. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I heard. I heard. You, I've got a friend of mine that like we both kind of like saliva. So. Josie's gonna be on the podcast. Damn well, it! I like Josie, man. Just kidding. Sorry. No, I mean, hey. I thought you were playing West Borland. You might be though. We don't yeah. know. Anyways, we're hey, working on it. West Borland, what? And then who are you bringing on? What to what? It's a podcast. Oh, if we can pull it off. Yeah, yeah I was like, West Borland, get... he, he just did a thing with Child Bite. Did he really? Seriously? I'm not fucking kidding you. That's weird as fuck. Yep. Wow. Child Bite? Like, yeah. he like, got on stage? or like No, did like, or... they did a song together. Because wow. Child Bite fucking rules. Well, hmm. Yeah, but that's just pretty random for them to get West Borland. Yeah, well, Google it. I'm not shit. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> random. random for me to say that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Another random thought is... I think that what's his name, Vito Britta, is a very underrated guitar player. Yeah, just say he's done with music. Is totally. he? That sucks. Yeah, wow. I always yeah. wonder what happens because to him. Uh, well, Eddie Trunk on the Eddie Trunk show, he always because I guess well still yeah, um, he gets a question. You know, somebody calls in every couple weeks. Hey, what's going with Vito Britta? And he's like, I don't know how many fucking times I've told you people this. He's done. He's told me he's done. He doesn't want anything to do with the music business. He is lives in obscurity and he loves it. And he is not going to come back. And I get asked about him like every two weeks. Wasn't he such a great guitar player? He was. So is that is that what they say the reason is? He didn't like people all up in his business. he probably just business. made his money and went home. Yeah. yeah. And he hates the music business. Because they were pretty like, popular, man, in the freaking kind of like, 86. Uh, kind of like Jason Pride Houston. and Big Cow and stuff like, like that. Yeah, this sucks. I'm going to... Well, every time one of those... You know, uh, 
hair band or those ballad CDs yeah. comes out compilations there on it. So it's yeah, like he's living off royalties. Yeah. Could you imagine that? I wonder how many bands. Cross. Yeah. I wonder how many bands that happens to. You know, you you do this thing that you love, and you Skid finally Rome. you finally get to the pinnacle yeah. of this thing that you love, and you've reached the golden spot you've stared at since you mm-hmm. were a little boy, and it fucking blows. Like, could you <laughs> well, imagine? It, it, it just it makes you wonder because like. Like I said a minute ago, it's like Jason Newstead, he's even said, yeah. I don't have to work the rest of my life. Right. I mean, if he, and he hasn't been in Metallica for like, what, 14, 15 years? Yeah. And he's like, I could just sit around the rest of my life. So what is the motivation? I wouldn't do anything either. Yeah. I'd go find a tropical island somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, he put out a great album too, and then he's just like yeah. toured on it for a couple months. Yeah, like, fuck it, and yeah exactly. Because he was like, "Wow, the whole business model of music has changed, and this sucks." Oh yeah, I'm a billionaire because I don't have to do anything. Fuck uh, this, I'm out of here. Why wouldn't you do that? Like, I mean, I think that's one thing. Metallica. <laughs> Yeah, like I want at some point I want to experience, you know, touring at a certain capacity and that kind of thing and whatever. But like I could see like if you've done it for X number of years, even if it's 10 years, Mm -hmm. that's 10 years. You've done it for 10 years. And if you have enough money to stop doing it and you're I mean, the other option is what? Get yourself in another contract you can't get out of? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't blame him. Well, yeah, exactly. He but, played on Inner Sandman. He didn't even write it. He just yeah. played on it and he's good. Yeah. Well even just the two yeah. songs he did write, royalties off of two songs would probably last you for a lifetime. Yeah, exactly. And you know he what? probably gets yeah. a yeah. tiny bit off of all the other stuff. And blackened and where the wild things are. I thought my and, friend of misery. And he's a billionaire. Yeah. It's insane. But, you know, speaking of Newstead, though, on the, the re-remaster, the uh, audition tapes of Newstead awesome. are fucking badass. Yes, I mean, I'm, I would listen. I'm, I, what the fuck? I've got them back there. They're awesome. Dude. They are awesome. I just listen to them on Spotify because I ain't got no big fancy record set. <laughs> like another old boy in here. But <laughs> I listened to it. It was freaking. That was like the best Metallica album I'd heard in a long time. Was them demo tapes. Really? You know, our audition tapes. I thought. This, yeah. This I can't good. wait to hear. Well, you know how they've remastered the first three albums. Justice. So when they remaster Justice. I'm ready. Are they going to turn the bass up? What everybody hopes <laughs> That would be, it'd be nice. We'll find out. <laughs> I think they're going to put a little more bottom in on it. Yeah. I think they're going to. Then, but I don't think they're going to put much. Yeah. Well, what's the point of remastering if you don't do that? Exactly. But I guess at the same time, it, would, it might change the sound too much. So Did they remaster Kill Them All? Yeah. Yeah, they, they're up to next one. Damn it, they should have called it Metal Up Your Ass. <laughs> they, you know, just kind of like a, eh. yeah, It was still as labeled as Kill Them All. I know, but. It's the album. People would have got it and it would have been hilarious. There actually was a metal up your ass. No, it? that's what they were going to call it. Yeah, but I think there was actually limited numbers. Okay, yeah, there might have been. Like they released it's like a, a, that, a really That's rare, beyond my knowledge. It's really rare. rare. Like an EP thing. Oh. I mean, I'm don't don't get me confused. I'm using secondhand knowledge here. I'm just, <laughs> it, I, even, you know, speaking, you know, the Hardwired is like a great fucking song. That's like the best song they came out with in a long time. Yeah. That song, I mean, just like. Every time I hear it, I can't keep from freaking just, yeah. you know what I mean? I just want to move. It's just, the drums in it are freaking badass. Yeah. I mean, everything about it, you know, it was, it was a great song. Yeah, the yeah. first few songs on that album sound yeah. like old school Metallica. It's, it's, you know, I listened to it the first time it came out, and then 
I was just like, that's all right, whatever, you know. And then I recently uh, just got it again and listened to it again, but this time on CD and just played the first album on CD a couple times through and then the second one a few times through. And Did you guys it's, see? It's pretty good. It really is. Yeah. It's just hit my mind. So I was going to, I meant to ask you guys about it. Did you guys see the video of Miles Kennedy playing Watch Over You for the, to, with those homeless people that were sitting on the side of the street? Uh-uh. No. It was awesome. There's like these, I, I'm, I say they're homeless. The thing I read said they were homeless. I don't know if they were homeless or not, but what, what it said was is that, you know, cause he was dressed up like he didn't want people to recognize him. And he was walking along and these, these people were playing music for money. And so he got up there, got one of their guitars, and played Watch Over You, him and the acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. to raise money for these guys on the, on the side of the street. I thought that was awesome. Wow. It's like, yeah. I don't know where that was at, but it was just hitting my mind. <laughs> I was curious if you guys saw it. To look that up? Yeah, I'm a huge, I love Miles, man. Have you heard that solo song? No, not, I mean, I know about it. Yeah. I just haven't listened I didn't to it listen yet. To it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's cool. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, somebody told me about it yesterday. I mean, I'm I'm very disconnected. I don't I miss things all the time. That's why I'm still listening to music that happened in like 2002. <laughs> it's because I missed it back in 2002. So, yeah, I listen to a lot of old stuff. I keep I can't help it. I try to I know. try to keep up with new stuff. I know, but yeah, I fall like, right I back into the 60s, and 70s, and 80s. Every single car ride. <laughs> Or it involves me going, hey man, let me play a song. And him going, but I need to listen to my daily playlist. I'm like, what does that mean? You got to listen to it every day, all day? Yes. Yeah, so because like, it exposes me to so much music I ain't heard in a long time. But even though it's it mostly generates yeah. toward the 80s and 70s. And he'll stuff. play five songs. I want to play one song. And he'll let me play it. But it's coming with bitching. Like, <laughs> oh, man, I gotta, it's like oh, I gotta get off my daily playlist. Meanwhile, I'm in the driver's seat. Like, I hope this. Usually, as a surprise, like I don't know what the next song is going to be. So I do. Know, so eighties. Like, I can tell you. I can tell you right off the bat. That's awesome. I do eighties. That's fucking great. Sweet dog or something. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like I, I can't really hate on the eighties. It's just not me. It's not what I listen to. I like some songs. Like what was that song we listened to? Uh, no more tears. The that one, the Aussie song. I really That's- like. That's like I know, I know, I know, I know. It's the sound. It's the sound, not when it came out. He did that shit during grunge. I'm talking about the sound of it. Nobody yeah. jump my nobody jump all over me here. But like I like that those kind of things. Watch out, we'll be all over. I know. I so, so when the Dio's come on, you know that they're all eighties. Yeah. Yes. And there's that, always a lot of Dio pops up. The yeah. Dio I like Dio. I like some of his Rock stuff. And roll children. Like a rainbow in the dark. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, there are some things I like, but eventually Four or five songs in, I need to hear something. Why don't you tell me a while back? Maybe was it that last show of yours or something that you started listening to Warrant because we were always talking. About yeah, it. a little bit. Yeah, I really like that new album. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's yeah, good. I don't know. Yeah. That's another new one this year. Yeah, that's good. That was like number seven or eight on our list. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I did look at your list. Yeah, I you haven't gotten deep enough yeah. into the Warrant listening to like sit down and have a 
serious conversation about it, but I've been, I have been listening to it. I've been listening to actually Doggy Dog. I listened to it three times yeah. earlier yeah. this week. That's, that's all you need. Ready. That'll set your life right. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know what kind of aggravates me though. So in between Inside Out and Sad Teresa on the seat or the cassette, <laughs> there's always this blank spot. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's, it's like, bam! There's sad. like, that, there's like, it was a like a secret scared, track yeah, thing. It scared yeah, that they you. used to do. That's snare coming there. The first yeah. I heard it, it was like, bam! Bad. You know, I'm like, so now, like on Spotify or whatever, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, Oh yeah! Oh, don't get me I going. Like I'll the whole thing. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. I haven't listened to enough to have a serious conversation about it. But, <laughs> but Inside Out is a freaking metal song. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, but it's I have straight up metal. I have been digging it. Which we is, saw them on that tour at the Pavilion in Tulsa, sweet. and they did Balls of the Wall mm-hmm. by Accept. Sweet. I would have loved <laughs> to have seen that tour. I've seen them on the Blood, Sweat, and Beers tour. Yes, we did. Yeah, that was my first concert ever. Seen them at Fort got, Smith. That, that come to Tulsa too, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, Tulsa. Tell Tulsa the next uh, time. Yeah. I seen the Fort Smith one of it. That was you should. That was great. Hell yeah! I still got my blood splitting two beers shirt. The black one with the chick holding the bear. I had yeah. the one that said had the skull on the front. Said this is your brain. What did it say? Forgot about that. It's like this is your brain on something, rock and roll or whatever. And the back was like this is your brain on a warrant, and the skulls all exploded in blood and shit. <laughs> you remember the old poison? And of one? course, like you know, it disappeared like a week later because I'm sure my mom hated it. <laughs> Same thing with the Metallica, the old man, the inner Sandman. Oh, your mom did that too. Oh, like fuck. my mom never I'm got not rid alone, of. Thank God. My, well, my mom never got rid of shirts that I know of because, like, oh, I don't like what's on that, but like. I had a shirt. I had some shirts that I had worn for so long that, like, underneath the seams and everything, had ripped a little bit. But they're comfortable. Oh no, they're awesome mom. shirts and they're comfortable. And I'm pretty sure, that mom, when you listen to this, I'm calling you out. I'm pretty sure my mom is the reason I don't have those. I had this one. It was a Harley Davidson shirt that I, that my, my biological mom had given me while she was in Tel Aviv, Israel. Yeah, and it's black and it said Harley Davidson, and then some of it was in. Uh, Sanskrit, yeah. and it was really cool and super comfortable. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she threw it away. I'm not very happy about it. Well, and this was like five <laughs> or six years ago, so I'm holding a grudge. But I, I have, I have a story. I'm ready. My mom, let me rest her soul. <laughs> she, like, I had the uh, that from the Metallica show in '92 at the Pavilion or '91, yep. '92, January '92. It had the, the old man from the Inner Sandman video, yep. like huge on the shirt. And she hated it. She's like, oh, that's so ugly. Why'd you get that shirt? Oh, my God. So, anyways, like, you know, a few weeks later, it's just gone. It's oh, gone. Oh, no. And I'm like, Mom, what happened? I'm like, oh, I don't know, honey. I have no idea. It's like, I know she threw it away. <laughs> you know what shirt I picked? So, so, uh, hold, 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 hold on, hold don't on. Don't interrupt. Man, man, I take it back. Where's your table manners? And, the, and the, same, the same thing with the warrant shirt with the exploding oh. skull, right? But then, like, as years went on, she got cool with it. So then, like, she took all my old shirts and she made a quilt out of them. Like all my Black Sabbath and Motley Crue and Nixon's. She even made one for him. So, but damn it, would I love to have that Metallica? So shirt that's why it didn't pop back up. I no, figured that's what oh, the story she got rid of it. She yeah. told oh, no. me. I know she did. So I got God you. rest your soul. I got you beat, and I'll, I'll keep it. But, <laughs> so man, my mom's gonna kill me. All right, so 
My mom, God bless her, used to be just a little bit insane about like certain religious things. Like she's not anymore. Yeah. She's way better. But yeah. I remember being like seven, eight years old and she was psycho about some stuff. So <laughs> I used to be really, really, really into Pokemon. So like I had tons of Pokemon cards. I collected them and battled people with it, all this different shit. Yeah. So we used to go, I, I was like seven or eight years old. We used to go to this church in Tulsa called Higher Dimensions, which is where Carlton Pearson oh, preached. Yes, Carlton Pearson. So Carlton I, Pearson. I, I played a show there. That's a whole Did you really? <laughs> so Carlton Pearson, and I knew as soon as it like, so I'm sitting here as a little boy and I'm listening to the sermon and he's talking about, he pulls out a Pokemon book and I'm looking, I'm like, oh no. This is never good. Like, I don't know what's about to happen, but it's not going to be good for me. So he opens it up, and he starts reading, like, the description of these different Pokemon. Some of them did have some mixed like, up. Like, yeah, what, yeah. They, what, what their powers were and all this different stuff. Well, then he opens up the Bible, and he's like, you see, they're comparing them to demons. And so, and I mean, I'm not, like, trying to slander the guy or anything, but in my little seven-year-old mind... This man is comparing he ruined it. Pokemon cards to <laughs> demons and saying that they hold right. some sort of demonic power straight up what this dude said. When I went home after that sermon, my mom made me shred oh, all God. of my Pokemon cards. You want to talk about fucking broken hearted, bike? When I'm- Here, here's something, though. Carlton Pearson, like, totally denounced all that. Because they they even they're ma- they're they're making a movie about him. Really? I was I meant to tell you about it. The guy that's in Twelve Years a Slave. I can't remember his name. He plays Carlton Pearson. But what he did was he totally said, you know, the Bible's not. It's not I remember working. that happening. The Ten yeah. Commandments. God loves everybody. Right. Everyone's gonna get into heaven. And he got fucking. He got so. I'm gonna get super selfish for a minute. <laughs> All right. Carlton Pearson, if you ever hear this, that's not going to bring back my Pokemon cards. I appreciate it. (laughs) But I feel like you owe me just for the sake of, like, fixing my soul. Because that was very gut-wrenching. But no, that's... that's, I do remember that happening. That was the same way when I was young, which I was born in 95, so I was going right when we... You couldn't be a kid and not you know, be in all that stuff. 92? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I have a lot of family that was the same way, you know, like their kids, like, they couldn't watch Spongebob or Disney and stuff. Oh, so, like, I'm always sitting there, you know, like, at my car, it's a little Game Boy game, and, you know, just, because that was pretty much like that, like, I got out of school, like, that's what I was watching on TV, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was watching DuckTales. Yeah. I mean, it was always, like, so, it would come on, then that 70s show, then you change it to Fox, and you had The Simpsons. So just like as a disclaimer, like watch while doing homework. I feel like I should say that I love my mom very much. She's amazing and she's awesome. And I'm so glad that she got over all that stuff. That was going <laughs> That's on. Awesome. I remember his mom and Thrasher's mom calling my mom saying, there's a thing at the church about all the rock music that our kids are listening to. Oh no. You should go. And my mom's like, yeah, I'm just like, trying to hang on to the one kidney I've got and not die. So I don't give a shit if he listens to Guns N' Roses. Click. Oh, my God. That's one thing that I never, like, 
credit to my parents. I never really had to deal with that too much. The only time I ever had that come up was I bought uh, Disturbed, the sickness. And I don't know exactly how this happened, but at some point, I think it was actually my aunt who was reading the lyrics in the lyric book. Oh, yeah. And called my mom. I was like, don't you you know Devin's listening to a band who's talking about suicide and and all this different shit? So I had to sit down and explain, like, I mean, it's not... I'm not hearing voices telling me to kill myself. It's just I, I can remember <laughs> in the '80s when you know everybody was the parents against all the shit. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. my brothers get caught smoking pot on the riverbank. I'm like eight years old, so I'm out of fucking home. And I had a twisted sister poster. It was old one uh, pictures, but since since they got busted smoking pot. Yeah. I got my poster tour. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was all laying out my damn cassettes on the damn truck. So you going to bash him with a fucking sledgehammer oh, and shit. That's from my dad, you know. <laughs> my dad was a mean guy, though. You know, the, and yeah, it, it sucked. The, the only time my parents ever had an issue was when I was cranking Limp Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> my dad. I could see that. He's like, what are you, the fuck are you doing listening to rap? Turn that off now. Yeah. And he got, re- he got like visibly pissed off. He thought he was listening to rap. He did yeah. shame that you can't yeah. say fuck, fuck, fuck's just a word and it's yeah. all fucked up. 47 know? fucks in this fucked, fucked up rhyme. Yeah. And I was like, oh when shit. When I say fuck, what is it, two more times? There's 46 fucks I'm in this fucked up rhyme. And, and so I was like, oh, okay, well that was, that was their breaking point. Other yeah, than I don't that, really they, blame them. They could have given a fuck. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, that's kind of like, yeah. I mean, like, I remember my mom opened the door about the time James Hatfield was like, I got something to say. Bum, bum. I killed your baby today. Uh, She's like, what are you listening to? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I, I had to hide that shit. I had to keep that shit under she just, I mean, she never, she never bashed me about my music or nothing. Did you ever play video games she was as a like, kid? What the hell are you listening to? Uh, yeah. No, not so, really. When I was a little kid, maybe. The but, big uh, thing I would hide, like to the point that I had a special <laughs> book that I would hide it in, was Grand Theft Auto Vice City. <laughs> because sometimes my dad, my dad, like, he let me get away with so much stuff that if my mom knew, she would drive her nuts. But I knew that if she ever saw me playing that game... Like, yeah. why are you running around killing hookers in your car? Yeah, like, yeah. I'd have yeah, been... I had San You I had one special book. I hid it in that book. And when I was pretty sure, like, she was in bed and not going to bother me, like, I'd whip it out and play for yeah. a while, but... My daughters yeah. have always just made them turn it down. Yeah. Just turn it down you play it. Because I think such a shit is San Andreas, that was a good one, yeah. man. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. San Andreas the one where there was like the special mini game that they found where you could like fuck a chick with a dildo? Yeah. I just said that, but That's I mean, awesome. it's legitimate. What, what, what was it, like the hot coffee? Something, something like that, because they had like, like there was this big the thing where they had to almost, make... It was almost like those God of War sequences where you had like... Yes, it was exactly like that. And they had to make the, the versions of the game where they had that in it, they had to make it like NC-17 or something. Well, what was the one with all the birds everywhere that you had to go kill? Was that uh, Liberty City or... Oh, at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. Um, See how far you made it into it. No, no, no. <laughs> it might, my, not, my it might not be at the beginning. She would but. sit home like all day and try to kill these fucking birds. <laughs> no, that's nothing like a... And I'm like, oh, well, you know, the water got shut off. Thanks for that. Yeah. Fuck you. 
No, that Anyways. was like the beginning of one of the. I think it might have been Modern Warfare Two, where you have where you're just mowing down yeah, people the, in the airport. Yeah. No Russians. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Because it gives you the little warning, like, hey, I don't if you're squeamish, I, don't play this. Yeah, because you have the option to skip that mission. That stuff, when it starts off, it gives you the option to skip the mission because of it. But yeah. It's called like No Russian or something. Because in the elevator, the guy says, "Remember, No Russian," because you're trying to frame someone or some crap. But yeah, you just walk in an airport with like. Machine gun. You have this big, like, huge machine gun, and you're walking, and it's just like dr- this whole crowd That's of people, just civilians. just civilians chilling, and you just mow them down. Dude, I, I had uh, the whatever Call of Duties were out, and I had stepdaughters, and you know, I'd have like you know a six year old look up at me like. I've got more kills than you. Let's do this. <laughs> and, she, and we'd be we'd do those death matches, and she would kick my ass every time. I'm like, she's a fucking six year old. I I don't know what the hell I'm doing. She's killing me every time. My my problem memories was, right there. Uh, let me tell you. Because I remember, I had, the first game system I ever got was an N64, and I had gotten it for Christmas. Was it? Got to mention Goldeneye. Uh no, Perfect uh, Dark. Say, I was about to say Perfect that's Dark, but Goldeneye. I played a lot of that, and actually, I guess the first game I ever hid from my mom was Conker's Bad Fur Day. Yeah, <laughs> have you ever heard <laughs> yeah. of that or played huh. that? Oh uh, man, that the very first boss you fight is a gigantic pile of shit. Yeah, he has a song, and he <laughs> sings a song. I am the great mighty Pooh, and I'm going to throw my shit at you. Like, it's it's a horrible game. Well, the game, like, starts off even with, like, a Clockwork Orange parody and stuff. That's exactly what it is. And then he... The uh, entire game is this little squirrel in, the, in it every it's single... It's like alcoholic. Yeah, he pees the all over the place and, like... There's all of these parodies of these, like, they have a D-Day parody, yeah. and they have a Matrix parody, where you play through the scene where they're at the bank, and he's yeah. jumping through, or wow. I don't know if it's a bank, but... And then they have a... The very last boss is the alien. Like, from Alien, they have an alien parody, you get inside the big machine, and you have to kill the eight like it's Wow. It's actually a really good game, <laughs> <but> like, <laughs> The graphics were horrendous, but the game was... Fun. Yeah, but at the time, the graphics were great. Yeah. I still think Contra is badass. Yeah. God, yeah, that boy, that was a good one. That was on All the Castlevanias, Castlevania. Castlevania. Have you played the newest three. one? No. Oh, the God, remake? No. I haven't played video games in years. Yeah. Oh, man. I still <laughs> play video games. <laughs> I still want that. I still play the same game I played when I was seven. Age of Empires. I've got Super Nintendo games on my phone. Yeah, I did that too. I got an emulator on my PC yeah. and got like Zelda. Really? Yeah, you got Zelda, Yoshi's Island. I can't help it, man. I'm just stuck in old days. I mean, I like I like Mario three. See, I played Super Mario. That, yeah, that but, was so awesome. Wasn't yeah, it? Was yeah, I could play that all day. I don't want. That. I, don't I feel want like that. I don't care about Super Mario Land. <laughs> I feel like I was growing up on like the back end of everything that people call old school now. So yeah. like about the time that stuff was starting to phase out. I kind of got a little hint of it. Yeah, I was kind but of. But I didn't quite get, you know, yeah, all of it. You got any last minute things you want to ask us, buddy? <clears throat> I think we covered all our. Yeah, we had a. We got everything on our list. Yeah, and, and then some. You guys have you guys had a legit. Had a bunch of shit about video games. Oh wow! Yeah, we do every. I time. didn't have any video games on the list to talk about. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we can talk about video games. TNC surf design. Do what? TNC surf design. There you go, monkey. Yeah. 
I'm on that shit. Did you know that's an Skater actual place? Skater too. I want that to come back. Still? I love that game. Yeah, I mean, there's an actual store. You play Rampage? You know that the video no, game no. came from? There's, they're doing a movie of that. I saw that. I don't know how they're going to do it. Me and my it, friend but... stayed up all night one time to beat Rampage. That's one of my yeah, video game memories. Me, yeah, my best Jesus friend, Louis. He's actually, like, he and I have been friends since, like, third now grade. Now could probably beat it in an hour and a half. I just played hour. Age of Empires with him yesterday. Well, he and I used to stay up and play Rampage trying to beat it, too. And then you get to, like, you unlock the different characters. It's like, this guy's so badass. So, I really wish that I could be as, like, thoroughly joy, filled with joy as I am, or as I used to be when it comes to playing video games. Like, I know it sounds ridiculous, but some of my favorite memories where I was, like, the most just overjoyed <laughs> was with video games, and that's incredibly sad. It's like, you're, but, you're like, finally beat that water level. Yeah, man, like... <laughs> And, and I know, and I'm just going to say this because I know I'm not the only person who's done it. Like, have you ever sat there when you're a little kid and you fought this boss and you fought this boss and you fought this boss? Rage so you stop and, and pray? Have you ever done that? <laughs> I, I, like, I remember like, being a little kid and like I would try yeah, to beat this boss yeah. and I couldn't beat the boss and I'd be like, dear God. Please let me beat this boss. I just want to move on. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. I'd have, like, I, I would stop and be like, <sighs> yeah, right. Okay. Well, that's what I do now. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen that uh, that Duff McKagan uh, documentary? No, yeah. I've seen the I keep one. one I keep forgetting to watch it. It's I've seen like half of it, like a year ago, and I never, I never finished it, and it's still my 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 queue. Man, it was. I watched it like about uh, a week ago or something. I was like, this is badass. I'm it's so easy and other lies. Yeah, they play all the music in the background. So, yeah, and, he like. He tells a story, and then you've got like these guys in the background doing like, you know, fusion, or something. fusion jazz, easy listening versions of the yeah. songs while he's told stories. <laughs> I just, I still haven't finished it, but it's but it was, it was really good. I mean, Have you ever listened to him on like Josta's podcast? He's been on our cup time. Oh, he's, yeah. he's the best. He's pretty fascinating listener. He's, really, you know, he's like smart, so man. smart. And, yeah. yeah, I don't listen to uh, Josta's podcast. Oh, okay, not much. I mean, I, it's. So, I think he's been on Jericho too. Actually. Um, oh yeah, on the on the SoundCloud, I've got Jaws and Justice. So I have listened to his song when he and a lot of times I go listen to Eddie Trunk. Sometimes you know, but, to, to me, Josta is like the the top. You know, like you can't get better than that. Yeah, he's, in, he's in good mind. at anything he does so. because because he just he gets anyone he wants and he yeah. he asks anything he. He wants to ask. It's great. So I'm pretty sure we did the same thing this time we did last time. We started out great, super on task, <laughs> and then about you know part of the ways after that, just everything went off the rails. Hey, that's what it's all about. That's the joy of podcast. Yeah. It's just the same shit over and over, and it gets boring, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I like to play to music because music is wonderful. <laughs> Music makes my soul smile. <laughs> What's all of this true, but nobody says it. Thank you very much. <laughs> you come to my house, you kick my dog. Why you kick my dog? <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming out here and doing this. Uh, Absolutely, man. Oh, yeah, thanks for having us. I'm over here. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Are we yeah, all yeah, like, Super like, Mario 3, I'm drunk. Fuck yeah, it. We start talking about video games, I'm lost. I'm not going to lie, I thought we stopped rolling like a while ago. <laughs> there you go, Travis, Devin, Jade. Of claim your enemy. Thank you so much for them to to them for taking the time out of their day to 
come and hang out with, with us all evening. I'm running over all my words there. That was a nice lengthy chat that covered everything from their music to warrant to video games. So you can't beat that. I mean, we covered it all. Right. And now we're going to cover some more because we've got a brand new song from Claim Your Enemy that is debuting right now here with this episode. And for the foreseeable future, this is the only place you can hear it. So come back and click on this episode some more and keep listening to this song. This is Why Me.
Why me? Brand new Thunder Underground exclusive from Claim Your Enemy. That's right. You're only going to hear it here. And, and thanks to those guys for letting us uh, letting us be the the one outlet where you can hear it. We appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. We're quite an honor that they thought highly enough of, of us to just say, "Hey, here, play this on your show." Yeah. So why him? Just like all their other stuff, kicks ass. It's in your face. You could sing along to it. Devin's vocals, you know, really tie this band together with everything. You know, we've said it countless times. We talk about Claim Your Enemy. They've got everything. Great rhythm, good section, great guitarists, and great vocals. And just like everything else that they do, it has a killer solo from Brian. Can't go wrong. Oh, yeah. Heavy as hell. Yeah. Um, you said why him. It's why me, right? I say why him. You, had, you said why him a minute ago. I saw that movie a while back. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you know. So, brand new Claim Your Enemy featuring James Franco. What do you think of that? Oh, the hell? The movie. Yeah, I know. That, okay. that threw me off for a minute. Yeah. This is just got... Okay. If this is your first time listening... <laughs> We're not usually this <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Usually our jokes are better, people. It's been a long day. Yeah. TheThunderUnderground.com. All the social media is there. Follow us on everything and like us on everything. SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder Dash Underground is where everything is based, but you can also listen to us on pretty much anywhere podcast or heard. You can also hear us every Monday night on 1027WSNR.com, 7 p.m. Central. They've got tons of other great shows on there, so check them out. And you go back through us. If you haven't listened to our previous stuff, we've got 153 previous episodes that features... Stuff that's completely not metal, like Shooter Jennings and Ian Moore. And then we've got stuff that is completely metal, like <laughs> Kirk Winstein. To, you know, we've had on the guys from Battlecross four times. We've had on guys from Death Angel, Overkill, the mighty Sid Falk from the heyday of Overkill that's has been right, on this thing. That's right. Wino, the forefather of doom metal, has been on this podcast. Gene Simmons of the rock group Kiss. You might know him. Yes. A former member of the rock group Kiss. Bruce Kulik has also been on this podcast. Yes. Um, what do we got? Uh, Vinny Vincent will be on this podcast in a few weeks. He will? Just got word while we were doing this episode. Holy shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a round table with Vinny Vincent, James oh. Hetfield, and Lita Ford. Jesus Christ. All right, now we really need to wrap it up. All they, right. They get the gist of it. Okay. And... and and I just wanted, I, but but I did think it was really cool that you wore a scattered Hamlet shirt to the Gene Simmons interview, because I guess that's is that is a, I guess that's a no no. Right. Well, that was uh, like six years ago or something, <laughs> and ours was just like yeah, true. nine months ago. Yeah, true, true. Gene's <laughs> Gene's you know softened up since then. Right. <laughs> we appreciate you listening, and until next time. Can you edit? Yeah, no, can you edit thing. things out that we say? Thunder Underground, y'all.